Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Welcome to episode 189, Cut the Shit with Beck Nelson. Before I get into this episode, I just want to give you a quick update. We are taking people for our psychic medium retreat that's coming up in April. So if you want more info, go to lindsaymarino.com. So now let's get into the show. I want to ask you the question, have you ever felt like you're taking care of everyone else, but you don't always get the same in return? Well, I'm excited to share with you that our guest, Beck Nelson, who is a spiritual mentor, psychic medium, a licensed marriage and family therapist, is going to talk all about her book, Cut the Shit, where it helps you reframe your thinking, regain your life so you feel empowered. Wait for you to hear her personal stories and her experiences with the patterns she's seen in her clients. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome back. I'm so excited that you're here and I'm so excited to introduce my guest, Beck Nelson. And she is the creator of the new book, Cut the Shit, Reframe Your Thinking, Regain Your Life. Beck is an amazing spiritual mentor, psychic medium, and Jedi. And I can't wait to talk to you, Beck, all about your book and just everything that's coming up for you. Um, Everything's rolling out right now for you with all these exciting things. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Spirit has a way of rolling things out in their own timing, even if we don't think that we're ready for it. Exactly, exactly. And just to give a little bit of a background, I've known Beck now, it's been, I don't know how many years now, (laughs) two years, and we've worked together over the years. And I've just, I'm just so excited for everything that's coming up. Um, And I just love your book. So I've been telling everyone about your book and everyone that picks it up is just loves it can't put it down so at first i'd like to (laughs) i'd like to hear if you could tell me a little bit about how the book even started what made you type start writing the book i've known that i've had a book inside me for a couple of years now and I, i would always joke with my clients and say you know the book that i'm writing in my head and we joke about it but i knew that there was gonna there was a book in there somewhere i had had a few courses with some, um, you know, some common colleagues that we have that are like, you know, design your book, um, get it out there into the world. And it was just a matter of, I have a lot of ideas and I'm sure there's going to be more coming out, but it was like, okay, which one's going to be the one that is, that comes out first? Like what's going to be my launch pad book. Mm-hmm. And as I was in that process of thinking about it again, as we know that if you tell spirit, this is what I need some clarity on this, um, spirit will give you some clarity on that. Oh. And so I was, I was in a counseling session because I'm a licensed therapist. So I was sitting with some of my clients and I started to notice that after, um, my sessions, I would have people, um, at the people upstairs have decided to do some construction right now. <laughs> Hopefully you can't, you can't hear it. Oh, good. Can't hear it. <laughs> Just banging. Um, <laughs> So I was in a counseling session and every time I'm in a session, I started to notice many years ago, 30 years ago, that there are certain patterns that people do of behaviors 
And in my head, I would say, oh, yep, they're doing such and such, whichever pattern. So this particular day, um, it was probably about a year and a half ago now, I was with some clients and in my head, I'm like, oh, yep, they're doing the such and such pattern, which I can get into. They became the basis of the book. And I felt this little, this little tap as we do. And um, spirit said, when are you going to write these down? Wow. And I, and I just got a tingle as I said that, right? Because they were like, oh, we were waiting. So I said, you know what? I'm going to sit down and, and write these down formally because I knew they were in my head. So I sat down and I started to write down the various patterns. And I came up with at the time 13. There's now 14. So I've added one since then. But I wrote them down and I was like, wow, th these are these are real. Like this could this could be the basis of this book. So I was working with a different mentor at the time. And I pulled out the list and I said, I want to read these to you because we were trying to figure out what could this first book be about. And in your, in my head, you always get those, those doubts that say, I can't write about this because this has been done before. Nobody's going to want to hear this, or, you know, this has all been said before, and I'm going to repeat something that's already been out there. It's going to look stupid. You know, all those, yeah. those, their ego trying to talk to you. And so I read them out loud to Michelle, who I was working with at the time, and she didn't say anything for a minute. Now she's from Texas. And after about a minute, she said, wow, I need to do some of these at my house. <laughs> and, I, and I just felt this energy, you know, build up from there. I'm like, wow, this is somebody that I'm working with my mentor saying, Hey, yeah. I, I do these too. Right. So I said, okay, maybe, maybe they're not things that people have heard before or something like that. So, um, they, they started to gain energy from that point. That was the, wow. the, the launching pad. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. And I feel like the book is so, it's such an easy read where you're like, oh, I've experienced that before. Now, I don't know if you got to hold up your book yet, um, but just so everyone can see it, it's, there's something about it. It's like you pick it up and you just want to read the whole thing all at once. <laughs> um, and I love that you have something else, like a, a companion book um, that goes with it that's coming out, right? So this is the first time that I am revealing this cover right? With your audience here, but this is the companion journal. Beautiful, beautiful. So the journal that goes with it. Right. So it is called the reveal. It is exercises that are actually in the book. And in the book, there are some in the first couple of chapters, there's space to be able to do some journaling, but there's not once you get to the, the 14 points, the rule. So this journal allows more journaling space for the first couple of chapters and then throughout all the rules. Perfect. Okay. So can we get into maybe a couple of the, the, you know, the topics from the book, like if you could name the first one and we can talk about that and how that came about for you. Well, so in grad school, I remember um, at, in, when I was getting my master's degree, I remember somebody saying um, most of the time, what brings people in for help is that their intended solutions actually make their own problem worse. Mm -hmm. so, oh, wow. Right. So I, and I, that always stuck with me. So what that means is that we need to figure out <clears throat> what's the presenting issue. Like, what do you need to change? What's, what do you see as the issue and what else, what have you done to attempt to try to resolve that issue? Mm -hmm. Right. Because sometimes the biggest problem is what you've intended to do that you think is going to solve your problem. Right. So in, there's a lot of different patterns for ways that people do that. Um, in my book, I focus on the pattern of we're, I'm going to tell everybody else how they can change or what they need to do differently to make me happy. 
Yes. And, and there's a, you know, you can write a book on several different ways that people can resolve their own issues. Right. Yeah. Um, so my book focus focuses specifically on, I tell everybody else what they need to do differently so that they can make me happy. And if they would just do that, then everything would be fine. <laughs> yeah. I know. Don't we all want that? It's like, okay, if they just, if I can move this over here and make them act like that way, then I'll be okay emotionally inside. A very common theme too. Right. And the problem with that is that when you do that and you put all of your energy into telling everybody else how they're disappointing you, inevitably they're going to be resentful because they don't, who wants that? Who wants to be told how much you know yeah. I resent you or how much I'm upsetting you? And so they actually are causing a bigger chasm between them and the people that they love. So that's the first issue is that people don't want to hear that and they get pushed yeah. away, making this problem bigger. Right. right. But then the second problem is that you inevitably cannot change somebody else. So you're going to be, it's, you're setting yourself up. You're constantly going to fail because yeah. other people aren't going to change just because you ask them to. Yes. Yes. So, so true. So my book is on that premise of the only person you can really change is yourself. Yeah. You know what? It's making me think about your story because I know your story because we've worked together and I know you get into your story in chapter one. Um, but can you give us a little bit of a background of your story and how this has kind of impacted the book too? Like just a little bit about your childhood and how it made you think differently when you're writing your book. Sure. And this is not a piece that I, at the time that I wrote the book, uh, my father was alive. So I, I was thinking and writing very carefully at the time because not only was my father alive, but my grandmother was alive. And those were two people that I did not, that we just don't talk about things, family secrets. So I wrote very carefully at the beginning of the book. And then I kind of, at the end, the last chapter, my father had passed away. So I kind of blasted out that last chapter. Um, but my, my dad is a, is an alcoholic, was an alcoholic. Um, and he was physically abusive, verbally abusive, and really he just, he had his own demons. So he was not able to share love and be the kind of parent that, the, the kind of father that I, you know, the other, I saw my other friends having. Um, and of course you don't realize that as you're growing up until you start to experience that things can be very different. So uh, that was, that was my whole childhood. But in, in addition to that, I also now know that I was very empathic. So um, I very much cared about what he was feeling. And I felt very responsible for taking care of him because I could see how much pain he was in. I could see that um, he was things that he was doing was because he was in pain. Um, and so sometimes I'm this, this child that's like, why, why doesn't my dad love me? Right. These classic daddy issues, but also I could see that he was doing things that were very self-destructive. And that was as I became a therapist and I could see that. Um, so there were points throughout his life where I felt very responsible for him. So I was taking on a lot of his energy and the energy of the other people in my household, because we were all sort of victims of this, including him, you know? So there was that piece, but then what I was not realizing is that I was also drawing that energy to me because I was telling the universe, this is my job in life is that I take care of other people. Yeah. And when you do that, and this is something I really want my readers and the audience to understand is when you put that out there and you tell the universe, this is who I am, then the universe will draw people to you that have that energy that need to be taken care of. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's, oh, I got goosebumps. 
This is so big because I know a lot of audience members listening to this, they need to hear this because it being an empath, you're sensitive and in you're sensitive to the energy you want to, to help everyone. And especially if you have a history of doing that from the time you were little and seeing the other side of things, it does kind of gravitate to you. And you're like, why is this happening to me? And so, and then, so then you say that, right? You say, yes. I, I'm, I'm trying to be a good person. I do all the right things. And this is who I gear my book towards other people that are like, how come I feel like I'm doing all the right things and everybody who's drawn to me are all jerks or are they all, you know, they take the energy from me, but they don't want to give anything back to me. And yeah. why does this keep happening? Yes. So you kind of get them to think in a different way, which I, I don't want to give away the whole book, but what I noticed with the book is how you lay it out in rules. It's so easy to go into the rule. Like the, the first rule is take your own inventory and just really getting clear on, you know, what is in front of me, you know? And I think that that's so important. And then it goes to the next rule and you start to think about these habit, habits that all of us humans have either gone through or we're going through and how you know that you're not alone just by reading the book. So it's really eye-opening to me. And the other thing that I love about this book is you use stories in it. It's not just a bunch of facts. You're using stories with the information. And I, that's why I feel like it's so, like everyone says I couldn't put it down, you know? So this is this is why it's the good, um, the reframing through stories and the, the situations is so powerful. Um, so I want to ask you, because it's interesting. I forgot about this. So when we were in sessions together, um, when we were doing the mastermind that your dad passed away, because I think at the beginning, your dad was still alive and your dad passed away. I forget what month that was, if we were still working together. We were August. It was okay. So I want to ask you, how freeing did that feel when you got to that last chapter where you could get more off your chest. <laughs> the interesting thing was that um, the the publisher who was helping me, you know, kind of, she was monitoring the chapters and keeping me on track. Yeah, he passed away when I had one more chapter left to write. And obviously, when he was sick and he had had some strokes and was in the hospital, there was a good two months where I probably didn't write anything. And she was being, you know, very patient, and she was saying, "Okay, I just need that one more last chapter, and it's going to be something that pulls your." And, and, you know, kind of as this call to action, but also pulls in everything you've already talked about. And I was having such trouble with it. Um, but then in the middle of it, my dad passed away. I was sort of taking a little break from writing it. because I was, you know, in my mind, it was not there. And I remember um, I, I, this is something I'm going to probably talk about in a future book. Right. But I found some things when I was cleaning out my dad's house, that was very traumatic for me. Um, things that I didn't know about. And I, I remember getting very angry about it. And I and in that anger, I said, I'm going to put this to good use. So I sat down and wrote that last chapter while I was in that space. And it suddenly became very easy for me to, to write that because wow. um, what I focused on was that energy of his, my dad got a liver transplant in 2017. He died in, in 21. And I remember thinking it, you don't usually see alcoholics getting liver transplants, right? right? So he sort of had this opportunity of a lifetime. And I'm like, he had this opportunity and he blew it. Yeah. And so I, when I wrote it, it was very much like I had just found out a bunch, a bunch of secrets. And 
it was very freeing to to write it and I remember giving it to the publisher and she was like wow (laughs) she's like I'm glad I was a little more patient than (laughs) (laughs) she was great she was totally patient right she was that oof like that really calls your your reader out um but also at the time um my grandmother had not died yet and she died several weeks after that but I to me there's still this feeling of you can't talk about this like these are family secrets and my whole life it was like don't you dare like and it wasn't it was never actually said you don't nobody actually said don't talk about this but you would I mean you just know that you can't talk about it and even now when I'm talking about it I'm like yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah well no this is perfect that you're sharing this because it goes along with a lot of the rules that are coming into play with what you're sharing because I think as human beings we're always like making sure everyone else is okay um maybe not everyone does that but we're making sure and aware of what's happening and one of the rules that you talk about is um let's see to I just want to make sure you cannot hold anyone responsible for the actions of another person like there's there's rules that kind of go with what we're sharing right now and how it all comes into play. Um, what's another one that I'm, I'm reading? Um, let's see. When someone makes a change, you ask them to make it, it still counts. So tell us about that rule too. When someone makes a change, you ask them to make, it still counts. <laughs> I know that was, I, I, you have to think about how to word these. So that's <laughs> something like um, when someone says to their, uh, their husband, their wife, um, Hey, I, I love football and you never make an effort to watch football with me. I try to do things that you like to do, but when I watch football, you don't ever come in and, and watch it with me. So then the next day or the next week, the wife sits down and watches a whole football game. And then, you know, they get into an argument. You don't do it. Hey, what are you talking about? I just, I watched football the other day. Well, that doesn't count because I asked you to do it. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. That's such a common theme that can come up. Mm-hmm. and households <laughs> or you brought me flowers well I asked you to bring me I told you I wanted flowers that doesn't count you have to do it on your own and it's like appreciate the fact that someone made an effort yeah. to do that that they heard you instead of focusing on the fact that if people think that if I ask you to do it and you do it that somehow that that means it doesn't count because you should just know yes yes and these are things that you know, it can really stop us in our tracks with all these rules that you have listed out. It can really stop you in your tracks where it's almost like you're living your life, but there's always going to be triggers around if you let the triggers take place. So with these rules, it's really getting you to reframe what you're thinking, definitely. And then getting that life force back so that you can live your life and you're not constantly feeling like you're on guard. That's what I recognize with the book too. Um, is there anything else that you want to share with us that we didn't get to talk about related to really this change, this process of change? Because I want to ask you, when you were writing these this book, were you thinking, okay, how long will this take for someone, if they read the book, how long will it take for um, this process to unfold? Or have people asked you, how long does it take to reframe my thinking? Nobody's ever asked me that. I don't, I think that it's, you know, learning and reflecting is a lifelong journey. 
Yes. I think some people could read these and they might be able to relate to one or two, but I think most people have probably done all of them at some point or another. And this is not about trying to catch you doing something. It's trying to make you more aware. Yeah. Me, me personally, the other part of, of my story that brought me to this place is at the time that I started to realize <clears throat> that I was doing this very thing. This was, you know, going back four or five years ago. I was in a very low place of my life that my daughter was not in a great spot. Um, and she was not working. She had just finished high school. My, um, she had some of her own stuff going on. My husband had lost his job after 18 years. So he was not in a good spot because he's like, I'm in my fifties. Who's going to hire me? Nobody's going to pay me the same thing. He was not working. So, um, one day I left my house to go to work and I said, I am the only one leaving my house to go to work every single day. And I just, I just felt the weight of all that. Like our, my family business is keeping this house going and nobody else is doing anything. And I just, I just sat in my car and cried. Yeah. And, and I, I had to make a change at that point because I was realizing that I was trying to trying to build my husband up. So that, and trying to, Hey, did you try this? Maybe we could do your resume. And then I was doing the same thing with my daughter, trying to, you know, like trying to talk to her because, you know, it's my job to fix everybody. And I'm in the car and I'm saying, I feel like I'm giving out to all these people, but I, why am I always the one that's like standing here going, can I help anybody? And I don't feel like I'm getting any of that energy back. Right. So I realized at that moment that I really needed to make a change because as I talk about in my book, I can't change other people. Yes. So the only thing that I could do, it was to make some changes in myself and hope that that eventually had a ripple effect because I felt so powerless. And you know what? I was because I was trying to change other people. So I really needed to look at my own behavior and say, what is it that I'm doing? Sometimes as an empath, that seems very um, selfish because I, I can't do that. I can't focus on myself. I have to be empathic, right. but I couldn't, I realized that I could not help them until I was in a better place myself. Yeah. And that's when things really started to flip around. So th that's the other piece of how this book came forward. I absolutely love that because it's so true. It's like, you can really get stuck in the old paradigm of what you've been doing, but something it's almost like you had the breakdown and then you have the breakthrough which it sounds like happened, you know, and that's just one example of being, you know, sitting in the car and, and crying and thinking about all these things. And it's funny because when you're going through difficult times in your life, you're like, how am I going to get through this? And there's always answers that come up, but sometimes it is breaking down to have that breakthrough. And it just like all in one book, a space that you can go to, which the other thing I'll say too, about this book, you can just flip. Like if you wanted to like think, oh, I need to hear this. I need to hear this rule today. After you read it once through, you can go back and, you know, don't give yourself permission to be one up. You know, there's, there's so many different things that can come from this. Um, that's where I was in that moment. You know, I'm thinking yes. everybody else is just being lazy and they're not. And that, that was me saying, I'm, I'm acting better than them. And I'm giving myself permission to judge them because I'm clearly better than behaving better than them right now. And that's a horrible, that's a horrible low vibrational thought pattern to have. But that's what came up. And that's the human, the human minds that can come through. And just for people listening that have read the book too. Um, so what I've recognized with it, when you said the word awareness, like you're making people aware just by reading these rules, I feel like that's so powerful because it doesn't mean that you're never going to, you know, 
you're going to follow all the rules all the time. There's always going to be a moment that creeps up. But once you're aware of it, you know that you're in that pattern, right? But it doesn't mean you have to be perfect the whole way through. Oh, no, no. I think as humans, we're, we're going to fall into these. But sometimes the magic is recognizing that you're doing it and then explaining to your husband, your child, your whoever's around your mother, Hey, I just caught myself doing such and such. And I apologize. Like I should have, that's an, an awareness that you can actually use to grow and strengthen your relationships with other people too. Yeah. I want to ask you a question too, because I feel like this is a big topic with our audience. A lot of people have lost loved ones and some people have lost loved ones that they didn't have the best relationships with. Other people have lost loved ones that they miss dearly. What would you say um, for the process of losing someone that maybe, you know, there were rough times, sort of rough patches, and maybe you didn't get to say all the words that you wanted to say. Um, how would you go about talking to them related to this book and just, and, you know, this experienced? Yeah, this is a, a process that I'm going through with my own dad right now. Right. And it's, I actually am feeling like he's in a place now where he's able to see what he did. And and I, I think that when he was here on this physical plane, he didn't understand how his actions were impacting other people, me in particular, you know, at this, in this thing. But I think that now that he's in a different place, he's able to sort of be more empathic or see what he did and, and how those choices could have had an impact negatively on me. Um, and so I would say, understand now that they're able to see it from a different perspective and they're learning and growing and they're going through their own process. Um, in the last chapter, I do talk about with my father, I actually thank him for in, in the acknowledgements because it, him, the way he was allowed me to experience what I have and grow, grew as I have. So first of all, to be able to come from what, what was the, what was the opportunity that I had because of that relationship how did it, was I able to force to be, to grow that I wouldn't have if I didn't have that relationship with him? So you have to find that place for gratitude and opportunity, which is very challenging, right? But second of all, to also understand that now they're in a place where they're making, they're doing their own growth and yeah. discovery from a very different perspective. Love that. I totally agree with it from all the, the sessions of past loved ones coming through, they're saying they see the bigger picture now and how they've impacted people. So I love hearing it from you too, because you've had different experiences where um, people can understand like, okay, she's been through different things and this makes sense. Cause there's like you shared, there's so many different emotions that came up throughout that process. It wasn't like, oh, I forgive him now. It was like, you went through the emotions. I'm still, I'm still going through that process. You know, he yes. will come through and say small snippets and I'll say, okay, that's like one day I said, um, can I just have a, um, a sign from you today? Just one little sign. And that's enough. Like I don't need, I'm not ready to have a full conversation with you. And then I'll pick up my phone to text somebody and it'll just say the word dad on the screen. And I'm like, oh, okay, wow. thank you. That's, that's enough. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the little piece. Yeah. I love it. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I want to ask you where, first of all, what's coming up for you? Cause I know you have some stuff coming up. That's exciting. And can you tell us a little bit before we go about your new podcast and your self-sabotage quiz too? Yes. So much stuff, right? When you say it out loud, I love hearing it back. Um, yes. So on my website, which is becknelson.com, there is what is your self-sabotage specialty? 
So you can take the quiz and then uh, put in your email and get your, your results back with some um, some feedback. And also, if you're on if you do that, then you're going to be on my email list. So starting in February, I'm going to have a monthly webinar, which is to be able to talk about my outline, my 90 day spiritual mentoring coaching package, which um, helps people through this process, but also personally with their specific circumstances to help them learn and grow. Um, and also it's specifically about how to attract relationships with you to that give back the energy that you're putting into them rather than constantly attracting people who needy, who need you, you know, yes. and I do this because when I, I say like people pulling on your energy, all right. The time, right. So it's about how to, how to flip that. Um, I'm also starting a podcast, which I'm, I'm doing the taping the first couple of episodes right now. It is called intuition, um, unleashed a revolution in personal liberation. And that's going to be all about resources that help, um, help you to, spirituality, um, transformation, personal growth, all kinds of special guests, Lindsay. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm excited to be on. Oh, I'm excited for you with all of this amazing stuff happening. Okay. So my other question is, is to get your book, if they want to get your book, how can they get it? It is available on Amazon in both a Kindle version and a hard copy, but you can also order it from, you know, Barnes and Noble, that sort of thing. I think the, e-version is only on Amazon. Um, the There's going to be a, probably starting next week, the pre-sales for the um, companion journal. And I've been, I have, I do not have an audio version of it yet, but several people have asked about it. So I'm obviously going to need to tape the audio version as well. Perfect. Oh my gosh. Thank I you. love talking with you. And um, I want to ask you a question that I always leave my guests um, out on. And I didn't tell you ahead of time about this question, but we're going to leave off on your answer. So my question for you is if today was your last day, what do you want to be remembered for? You know what? I think about this all the time. I <laughs> would love, I would love for people to, um, to say everybody that I've worked with, you know what? She has allowed me to see things from a whole different perspective, which has brought so many blessings into my life. I would love for people to say that. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your time and energy today, Beck. Thanks for sharing the time with me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes and remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.